What's going on, Chief Coach Sports Fantasy Football Podcast listeners? You got Dan, Kevin, Stevie P coming at you. What's going on, fellas? What is going on, world? What's going on, boys? Hey, listeners. What's up, guys? What's going on, everybody? So today we're going to go back to our division uh, teams and division breakdowns. We're going to continue with the NFC East, and we're going to go uh, today with the Giants and the Redskins. So we're going to start it off with the Giants. Uh Get into their quarterback, Daniel Jones. Right now, Daniel Jones is the 14th quarterback being drafted. Uh, so he's just outside QB1. Uh, how do you guys feel about that? Uh, yeah, I think that's right where he should go. I I mean, he's got a – I think he's got a solid team around him. He's got weapons at basically every position, every skill position. The, the Giants have, you know, legitimate weapons, and they just keep building that offensive line to get better and better. So – yeah, I like him in that spot. I and I think it would be I think it would be a little bit overzealous to say that he could be a top 12 guy cuz I just don't see him finishing in the top 12, but if you look at some of his games last year, he he had monster games, man. He had some like 35 point fantasy games. I think he had two or three of them and you know, if if he can figure it out and 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 get that a, to a consistent number, he could be a top 12 guy. So you know, I'm not going to pencil him in for that, but, you know, I think that's right around where he should be going. Yeah, he's he's a, he's a wild card. He We know that he's, you know, a, a very accurate quarterback. He his, his running ability, I think, is definitely underestimated. He had some games last year where he, he uh, you know, surprised some teams with his running ability and scored some touchdowns. So I think if he – I'm not going to say even, you know, even if he does put together a string of, you know, five, six rushing touchdowns this year, which I think would be – you know, super high for him. Still don't think he's going to have enough stats to be a top 12, but uh, I think, you know, I think full land in that 14, 15, if he has a, if he has a decent year, I mean, before, you know, my, when I make my ranks, I'm not going to have him quite that high. I'll probably have him in the 15 to 20, you know, he's not going to be on the bottom third of my, of my quarterbacks, but I think in, you know, the 15 to 20 range from, for me is pretty, pretty good with him. I don't, you know, I, he does have some pretty good weapons. I just, I'm not sold on any of them. Yeah, I think Ingram has a pretty good, decent bounce back year. So, obviously, he's got Saquon that's, you know, 80 catch capabilities every time if, you know, he's on the field. Obviously, last year, you know, he had the injury, but we know, uh, you know, when Saquon's healthy, he's, in my opinion, the best running back in football. I know, you know, McCaffrey's number one off the board right now because of the year he had and durability maybe, but, you know, Saquon, I think, is just a, is just a, a generational talent. Yeah, so right now Daniel Jones is ahead. He's being drafted ahead of Drew Brees, Jared Goff, Matthew Stafford, and Tom Brady. Um, three of those guys, Brees, Stafford, and Brady, I would probably still be taking ahead of them. But uh, right ahead of him is Baker Mayfield, Kirk Cousins, Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, I would probably take Daniel Jones above Kirk Cousins right now. Baker would probably be about even. Uh, just because of the talent they got around them. So, uh, you know, to me, he probably drops down to around 16, 17. But, you know, right in that middle tier is probably where Daniel Jones is going to wind up. If you remember last year, he used to pretty much destroy bad teams. And then when he played good teams, it was not not good games. So, you know, he's going to be kind of hit or miss. I mean, he does have talent as long as that talent stays healthy. I mean, Shepard has struggled to stay on the field. Ingram has struggled to stay on the field. Uh, you know, Slayton was, you know, kind of broke out last year. Hopefully he can keep that going. And, you know, Golden Tate was suspended for the four games. 
Um, you know, as long as they're able to lean on on Saquon Barkley for the season, because remember he was hurt last year as well. If they can lean on Saquon, it's just going to open things up for Daniel Jones, and you know this could be a good year for him. But as far as fantasy, I'm still drafting him right in that middle tier, right after the QB ones. Yep. Moving on to Saquon, uh, you know, I, nothing more. I don't really think we need to no, get in depth. We don't need to Saquon. get in Saquon. Everybody like knows. Saquon, he should be definitely a top three pick. You know, I, I've done mock drafts where he's going in the top five. You know, number five because people, you know, I guess. People were burned by him last year, so they don't want to draft him again. But I got I drafted him number one overall last year and kept my team in the playoffs. And then when I got to the playoffs, he basically won me this won me a championship because of how he performed at the end of the year. The guy's just a beast. So he's my number two player off the board. And how do you guys feel? Number two? Yeah, I mean, to me, it's a toss up between him and CMC. The fact the thing that you know, leans me a little bit towards Saquon at one is the change at offensive coordinator in Carolina. Uh, We'll get into that when we, when we get into the Carolina Panthers, but you know, for me, that's, that's where it really boils down to CMC as a a change of, you know, offensive playing calling. So for me, I think, I think I like Saquon a little bit, a little bit better only because I really do think that this Giants team is going to improve. So you know, we'll get into that a little bit more as we break down these wide receivers and, you know, the rest of the team. But, yeah, I definitely think that Saquon has the ability to finish number one overall. You know what I mean? He, he you know, he missed, you got to remember, he missed, what, four games last year? And, I think he missed more than that. It was like yeah. six. Yeah, he missed a bunch of games last year, and he was still, you know, a top ten running back by season's end. So, you know, it's it's just the dude is super talented and, you know, beefing up that offensive line the way they're doing. They're doing everything right to make this team very good. You know what I mean? Like, they're building a, a good team. As much as uh, as much as much I hate to say that because I am not a Giants lover, I'm, I'm a true Bills fan, so I think they're the only New York team. <laughs> but, yeah. you know what I mean? I, I, I like the way they're building this team. I think Dave Gettleman is, is doing a great job. And as much as I hate to say that because I really just don't like the guy, I think he uh, – I think he's arrogant the way he he runs his football operations but yeah this team is is stacked and saquon is going to be awesome yeah just i'll keep saquon short and sweet i mean him and cmc are one a one b i have them just just a smidge ahead because i just think that you know that the year that cmc had last year was i don't think it's duplicatable you know so i think that Saquon can put up numbers like that this year and each and every year. I just think that, you know, McCaffrey had a, a, a perfect storm of just unbelievable, you know, it just was, it was just an incredible year all from start to start to end. And, you know, I just think Saquon's capable of those kind of numbers every year. Uh, and I, going back to the injury thing, I think that they were talking about like six to eight weeks for his, his return. And he was running at like full speed after two. So he was kind of like Adrian Peterson type superhuman recovery. But they, you know, they held him out till I think it, it was in that four to six range for sure. And, but yeah, I mean, Saquon Barkley, if he draw, if you're drafting and and you're sitting at four or five, and this guy's still sitting there for whatever reason, if people are scared of him in your draft, you should absolutely feel no worries about picking him. All right. So before we get into the wide receivers, I'm going to go to the tight end, uh, Evan Ingram. Um, right now, he's the seventh tight end being drafted. Um, Evan Ingram for me is just one of those guys that I've trusted too many times and 
just won't be on any of my teams because I'm tired of them. You know, for me personally, I mean, you know, I know what kind of talent the guy has. And if he's on the field, he's going to produce, you know, as good as any tight end out there. I mean, if you remember the first, I think, six games of the year last year before he got hurt, he was the number one tight end. But, you know, he just can't stay on the field. And in fantasy football, when you're drafting, you know, players that are going to be your starters, you need to draft guys that are going to be on the field. And Evan Ingram throughout his career just has not been able to stay on the field. Uh, for me, you know, he's still going to be ranked pretty high just because of potential. But I'm not drafting him personally because I, I've been burned too many times. Two straight years now I got burned with Evan Ingram. Yeah, for me, Evan Ingram is – I love the kid's talent. But I just don't believe he can stay healthy. I mean, like, I, I I have been an Evan Ingram supporter. I love this kid. I think he has awesome talent. I mean, he showed it his rookie season. If you watched, you know, he watched the kid play, you can tell this dude was, you know, on his way to being special. And now, you know, the injury bug has just been terribly, like, just biting him every chance it gets. And I'm going to need to see a full season of this kid play 16 games before I, you know, even think about drafting him. Honestly, for me, it's the top four guys. And after that, I, I'm just not even worried about tight end. You know what I mean? He won't be probably on any of my teams because I'm, I feel like you still have to take him in the fifth or sixth round. And I just can't pull the trigger there for him. I mean, I, to me, I'd rather have the wide receivers that are going around him than, you know, take him. It, I mean, to me, I just like we said the other day, there's guys that I'll wait for Jack Doyle. And th- I mean, like a bunch of group of guys together at the end of the draft and worry yeah. about it then. Yeah, he's always going to be drafted in that, you know, that six, seven range based on solely, you know, kind of like a Hunter Henry based solely on, you know, his huge, huge upside in a tight end position that, you know, isn't it's getting better, but it isn't anything spectacular. So, you know, people are going to they're going to reach on guys like that and hope, you know, keep their fingers crossed that if they can get. Now, I'm, I'm not even going to say a 16-game season team. I'm going to say even if they can get like a 12- or 14-game season out of these guys, then, you know, they kind of got their money's worth because, you know, we know when Evan Ingram's out there, he is an absolute stud of a tight end. But uh, I, I'm not going to touch him either. You know, we'll keep it three for three. There's just other guys that, you know, if I'm going to if I'm going high on tight end, it's going to be a proven guy that that we know is, is going to be out there and going to get you points week in and week out. Or, or I'm just going to, go higher on wide receiver and, and wait on tight end. And, you know, if anything, you're going to lose a, you know, a, a few points, but you'll make it up with the production at wide receiver that you get at that, at that, uh, at that spot. Yeah. I want to make it clear real quick though. The, the top four guys, I will get one of them. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm not yeah, going to let I, it get to that point. I'm going to yeah, get I one mean, of those top four guys. It yeah. I've been listening to a lot of podcasts and they've been saying that, like, I think tight end is really deep this year. I mean, it has the potential to be deep. Yes, exactly. But it could fall. Like, a lot of these guys that people think are going to break out, a lot like last year, like the the, the Noah fans, people are expecting to break out. Uh, you know, Jared Cook, people are expecting to have huge year. Mike Isecki is another guy people think are going to is going to break out. Uh, Tyler Higby is another guy people think he's going to get that production. What about T- Hawkinson? Is it TJ's? Still, that, like, still down there. Right. I mean, a lot of people think all these tight ends are going to break out and it's going to be deep. I'd much rather get one of those top four guys that I've seen do it year in, year out, so that I know that I'm stable at that position. Like, 
I feel more confident in me finding talent at receiver and running back in the seventh, eighth, ninth round than I do finding a tight end that I know is going to produce as my starting tight end. Exactly. You know, so, you know, for me, I, I, I agree, Steve. I'm still trying to get, you know, Kelsey in the second, Kittle in the second, Ertz in the fourth, you know, Andrews in the fourth right now, which is basically around where those guys are being drafted. Yep, and I'm getting one of those four guys. It is what it is. You know what I mean? Like, in every draft, I promise I will have one of those guys. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so now what we're going to do is we're going to rank the Giants receivers. So give me give me your order for Giants receivers. Uh, my order is probably going to be not your guys' order, but I have it. See, I, as, as good as Darius Slayton was last year with the breakout and everything, I still think he's the number three guy. I, I mean, I got it Golden Tate one, Sterling two, you know, Slay three. Just because... Oh. You know, when Golden Tate came back last year after that four-game suspension, he looked good. He, You know what I mean? Like, he was getting the ball thrown to him. In that New England Patriots game, it looked like Daniel Jones was literally only looking at Golden Tate. Um, and there was games last year where Golden Tate was just the only guy producing. You know I mean, Darius Slayton had, you know, I know Kevin knows all about Darius Slayton in, a, in oh, a, the first half against the Eagles. <laughs> but really, think about that game. Like, what did he do after that first half? He did nothing. He did nothing. He, did nothing. he got you a – literally, he got you an explosion in the first half and did zero in the second half. I mean, there was games where he was just not involved at all. Like, at all. So, you know, for me, you know, Darius – I mean – you know, Darius Slayton is just not a guy that you know. I'm I'm probably gonna have on a lot of a whole lot of teams. I just feel more confident in Sterling Shepard and and Golden Tate. And to me, those guys are real close. They're like, you know, a couple of slots difference. But I just I'm gonna trust in what Golden Tate does as a football player, and you know, what I mean, what he does after the catch and all that other stuff. That you know, Daniel Jones is gonna rely on him more than he relies on you know anybody else. I like uh, I like I like Sterling first, Golden two, and then you know. Slayton three. I think, you know, it's probably how they're ranked with their ADPs right now. And I think it's accurate. I just think that that's how they're going to end up on the year. I mean, it's it's how it looks like it'll play out. I mean, obviously, nothing always plays out the way it seems. But I just like uh, I just think Sterling's too talented. Um, and I agree with you with the slate, you know, Slayton. I think, you know, he's got a world of talent, but he hasn't put it all together yet. You know, we'll see how this all works out. I, it is a good it is a good group of receiving the receiving core, though. It's it's definitely uh, it's definitely an upgrade, and what's what they've had. But I think you know now that with a healthy Saquon, they can put everything together, and we'll see how Ingram works out. But the team has potential. But I, I still, I, we talked about this right before the podcast starts. I still think that if they get seven wins, that's 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 a pretty good win total for them this year. Yeah, uh, believe it or not, I have it Tate, Slayton, and then Shepard, uh, mainly because of the same reason I was saying with Evan Ingram, like. Shepard just seems like every year he's hurt, you know, and, you know, guys in that seventh, eighth, ninth round, you know, you got to try to get guys that are going to stay healthy. You can't be, you know, banking on guys, you know, that have never proven to stay to play 16. So, you know, Tate to me has been way more consistent with injury. I mean, last year he missed the four games, but that was suspension. Um, so for me, you know, I definitely have Tate number one, Slayton number two, Shepard number three, and that's actually the opposite order of their ADPs of where they're being drafted right now. Shepard is 40. 
uh, 40 wide receiver off the board. Slayton is 43 wide receiver off the board. And Tate is 51 off the board. I so much love the value of Tate more than the other two guys. So, yeah, I'm with you, Steve. I would go Tate number one, and then I would go Slayton and then Shepard because, uh, you know, Shepard can't stay healthy. And and Slayton did show in a, a big play capability last year. I definitely like his I, – I like Tate at 50 more, way more than I like Shepard in – and, and uh, Slayton in, in the 40s because there's other guys that are in those 40s that I would much rather have than than those two. So, you know, as far as value, I like I like uh, Tate much better in the value situation. Yep. All right, so that's pretty much that. Pretty much wraps up the Giants. I mean, I don't think their defense and kicker are going to be too highly picked up this year. Uh, you know, just a note on the Giants that just came through Fantasy Life. Uh, the Newswire is. Giants coach Joe Judd said the offense will be similarly based off of what offensive coordinator Jason Get, uh, Garrett ran in Dallas. So, look out for Saquon. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I mean, not last year. I mean, last year, but last year wasn't necessarily yeah, it Jason wasn't Jason Garrett running the offense. Yeah, yeah, offense. Yep. So, if you remember what a couple years ago, man, Elliot when when Garrett was calling plays, Elliot was just getting. Dang, think about it. DeMarco <laughs> Murray had a huge season. You know what I mean? Yep. Uh, uh, as soon as Zeke got got there, he started having big seasons. You know, if if they yep. run a similar offense to what they ran, you know, for the five years, you know, prior to last prior year. to last <laughs> year, you know what I mean? He's Saquon's going. Yeah, Saquon's going to carry the rock, boy. He's he's going to. So, touch we're, that so we're saying Jason Garrett is that? So Jason Garrett is the head coach of the New York Giants. <laughs> <laughs> he might as well be. Oh man. <laughs> Yeah, but one one last thing I want to add about the Giants. They they did I mean this this offensive line, I know a lot have people have not been, you know, very high on this offensive line the past couple of years, but they're building in the draft, dude. They got, you know, they went and got Kevin Zeitler in that trade last year. You know, Will Hernandez played great last year. He was, you know, he had spurts of playing great last year. He wasn't great all year. I mean, but he for the most part he played very well. I mean, you go and get, you know, uh Eric Smith there's, there's just to me is just talent on this offensive line, that, you know, Nate Solder still, you know, still there. A lot of people forget about him being there. I don't know. I just, I just think that this team, you know, if they built to run the ball, they're built to run the ball. So I wouldn't be surprised if Zeke, I mean, if uh, Saquon just, you know, goes off. All right, so. Now we will move on to the Washington Redskins. Oof. Whew, yeah, Oof. Good, good way to put it. So it, just um, we'll just talk about 25 minutes about Scary Terry and, and call that a wrap. <laughs> <laughs> we got some other guys that we could, probably got to throw in. Oh, First God. off, we'll start we with Dwayne Haskins. Yeah, we'll start with Dwayne Haskins. I mean, that's probably going to be the starting quarterback. I don't think Kyle Allen yeah. is going to, to start that job. I think they yeah. brought him in as insurance. You gotta um, start him. I mean, like at this point, what are you proving by not starting him? You know what I mean? Like the, the, Alex Smith, man, have you seen that guy's leg? That yeah, thing looks, looks crazy, crazy, dude. That thing looks insane. Yeah, like, he's never he's never played football again. No, I know we're I know they're that's... I know they're putting the, the videos out on Facebook and you know the uplifting and you know with it just and it's good. I mean, it's good that he's actually able to to do things again. You know, for his kids and everything like that. But he should never step. I mean, he takes no. one. Wrong cut, one wrong hit. I mean, we know how f- fast football is. Yeah. This guy just, uh, he just, uh, Alex Smith is just too, Be a mentor just too, and then turn into a good coach. Of, yeah, he's yeah. too good of a dude, of a guy just in general to, 
you know, to end his whole entire physical walking around life by, you know, getting back on the football field. So, yeah, you got to you got to start Haskins and and you, you got too much invested into him. You have to see what this kid can give you. You're not you're in a rebuild right now. You're not in it to win it. So see what the kid has. And I'll tell you what, like I watched I actually watched uh, what game was it? Was the last game against the Reds or the Giants? They, they finished against the Giants or the Cowboys. They finished against one of, either, one of those teams, Cowboys. and they got blown out. But at the end of the game, you know what I mean? He 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 can make throws. That's the thing. Like he makes throws. He just needs to do it consistently. If he can do it consistently, he is not a threat to run at all. I don't know if anybody's watched that. You know Haskins play. But this dude, he's no threat with the ball running it at all. You know what I mean? Not mobile, yeah. a little bit, but. There's some throws that this kid makes that I'm like, damn, that was a good throw. So if he can put it together and figure it out, you know, what I mean, he he could. I think he could be an okay quarterback. I, I mean, I don't think I'm not going to say he's going to be anything super special, but you know, on a on a team that is rebuilding, if he can, you know, take a step and start becoming something, you know, what I mean, he could actually. I think they're building a team around him because I do like some of the wide receivers on this team. Any any dynasty? I mean, we're you know for redraft leagues, obviously he's not. He's not relevant in any way. Dynasty still not relevant until he proves. Obviously, you know, I don't know if you guys feel any different, but no, no, he's 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 got he's got to prove he's got to yeah, he's got to prove that he's yeah he's like a, a really far back end QB two in a two QB league. He's like twenty three, twenty four, twenty five, somewhere in that range. Somebody that you're taking after all the good guys are gone. Yeah, right now he's not fantasy football calculator, which we told you the other day is where we get our ADPs from and, you know, where these guys are being drafted. He's they only give you to the top 24. So he is not in that on that list. Uh, So he's and I would probably venture to say out of the 32 quarterbacks, he's probably 30, 31 or 32. uh, If I had to take a guess at it, Um, I think the game you were talking about was probably the Giants game. That was actually week 16. Uh, week 17 against Dallas, he did not play for whatever reason. Yeah, I don't I remember why. I was thinking it was the Giants for some reason. That was that was week 16. And if you look at his his game in week 15 against Philly, week 16 against the Giants, he had a couple pretty good games. Mind you, they weren't really throwing like crazy. They did in the Philly game. He was 19-28 for 261 and two touchdowns, 121.3 quarterback rating. Against the Giants, he was 12 of 15 for 133 yards and two touchdowns. Neither game he had a pick. That game he had a 143.2 quarterback rating. So to say he's going to develop is not like out of this world. Yeah. You know, I think. I mean, I, I do wish that they would have drafted a receiver at some point that, that you know, maybe in the first couple rounds that would have been, you know, a good option outside, uh, opposite of Scary Terry. But I would like to you know, draft, though. Huh? I can't complain yeah. about their draft. I, mean, I really like their. Uh, yeah, I like, yeah, I like the Redskins draft. Yeah, I vividly remember that that Eagles game because it was, it, it we were we already banked on that game for a win and it was way too close for comfort. I think they actually had a lead at halftime. He looked awesome in the first half against us, and then luckily we put it together in the second and and got the W. But he was, yeah, uh, yeah he played great in that Eagles game in the first half. That yeah. was the game. That was the game. Greg Ward. Uh, Greg Ward intercept or caught that touchdown that went with like a minute left yeah. on Josh Norman, yeah. Yeah. and then should have never been that close of a game, but it was it was exciting. <laughs> and then on the following defensive possession, Nigel Bradham on the last play of the game scooped up a fumble and ran it to the house, and we wound up winning by ten. And it did not look like a ten point win. No, it was it was it was an albiter the whole but, game. Uh, yeah. yeah, so 
Uh, I mean, Haskins, obviously with Haskins, you know, he, he's all probably only being drafted in two QB leagues. You know, you're, he's going to be probably a wait and see guy. And, you know, with him, like I said, he has the opportunity to develop. You saw it at the end of the year. It seemed like he was coming on a little bit more. So, you know, that's another guy you just want to watch, you know, but you're not drafting him in no. uh, redraft formats. Yeah. All right, now let's go over to the running back, shall we? Uh, and this team has a ton of them. Uh, they loaded up on running back. Uh, start with Darius Geis. Uh, we know what Geis's talent is. He just is another guy that has not been able to stay on the field. Um, I love Darius Geis as a player. Uh, you know, to me, he has the ability to break out and be, you know, really good this year. You know, I, I it's hard for me to say I, I, where I'm drafting him or how comfortable I am because, like I said, on the, in the, you know, with Ingram and Shepard, like guys can't stay on the field. You know, I'm not really comfortable drafting him, but. You know, Geis is a guy that I do believe can break out. Uh, you know, last year was just weird. You know, weird. He, he obviously tore his ACL a couple years ago. Last year, it's like had another knee injury and came back, and then his knee went out again. Like, it was just – last year was just a weird year. So, uh, Geis, how do you guys feel about Geis? I would love to say that this is the year – the second year after his knee injury, but – he hurt his knee in the first year. Then he hurts his ear in the second year. You know, at this point, you know, we talked about this last year. You know I mean, with Dalvin Cook, you know, two years removed from a knee injury is normally when a guy gets back to full speed. Unless your name is Adrian Peterson and then you're just a freak and you come right back from an injury like that. But obviously, Darius Geis is not AP coming back from an injury like that. So, you know, to me, he's a guy that I'm a little bit nervous about just because he had the significant knee injury last year. And now I have to worry about, you know, hamstring pulls and, you know, hamstring tears and things like that that come from having significant knee injury. So, you know, I love Darius Geis. I think Darius Geis is like a really, really good running back. But if he can't stay healthy, then, you know, it doesn't matter how good he is. I mean, you could be... You could literally be the, you know, the the incarnation of Gale Sayers come back to life and be the greatest running back ever. But if you can't stay on the field, what does that mean? Like that, that, that doesn't help you in fantasy. It doesn't help, you know, the Redskins. So I think at this, at this point, you know, I'm, I would, dra I'm drafting him, but I don't know how high I'm, I'm willing to, to reach. I think, you know, what is his ADP, Kev? Uh, he is the 26th uh, running back off the board. See, and that's where I feel kind of comfortable. I see him as like a running back three just because of the injuries. And, you know, we know that HP is still there. So, and there's a lot of guys there. Like you said, you know, Bryce Love is there. Adrian Peterson, Darius Geis, J you know, J.D. McKissick. There's Peyton Barber. There's, there's a lot of running backs in that stable. So, we don't know which ones are going to stay there, which ones are going to get cut. But, you know, for me, it's hard to take them higher than, a, than an RB3. It really is. Yeah, I, I mean, putting the, you know, his talent aside, which he definitely has talent. We've seen that, you know, it's obviously, you know, he's still being drafted at 26, even with his injuries because of his upside. You know, we talked about the tight ends with the upside, but for me, I'm just going to, I'm, I'm, I'm going to search other running backs. Even, I think even if he does play 16 games and has a, you know, a healthy year, it's just, it's a, it's an offense. I don't think that's going to move the ball well. 
it's a very, very crowded backfield. I think it's going to be a lot of, you know, running back by committee. So I just don't think that he, you know, if you're drafting him 26, you have hopes that he's going to break into an RB2 spot. And I just don't see that happening. I mean, could he? Absolutely. He's a super talented running back. But I'm I'm going to lay my money, you know, something a little a little safer for me. I mean, he's, you know, Steve's a little more of the gambler when it comes to the fantasy, and um, I play it a little more safer with 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 you know running backs and wide receivers. So, you know, for me, um, he's definitely a gamble guy. I mean, he could be a boomer bust pick for you, but yeah, I I'm just not liking all the all the factors you know surrounded by him. All right, so I'm going to roll some names out there. Uh, Darius Geis or Tevin Coleman? Geis. Or Tevin Coleman? I'll probably go Geis. Darius Geis or Sony Michelle? Sony. Yeah, Sony. Darius Geis or Kareem Hunt? That's Kareem close. Hunt. I'll go Kareem Hunt. That's close for me. I will go... I'll go Kareem Hunt. Darius, last one, Darius Geis or Philip Lindsay. I'm not a I'm not liking Lindsay this year. So I'm gonna go Geis. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna agree. I think I I think I like Geis just a little bit more. All right. So let's move on to AP. Uh right now AP is the fifty seventh running back being drafted off the board. Um, we don't know how they're going to use these running backs. I mean, they've said that they're going to use, you know, both of these guys and little mix of some other guys as well. You know, AP, is he strictly just a handcuff to Geis if you draft Geis? I mean. At this point in his career, doesn't he have to be like. Yeah. And I love AP, man. Like, I love AP for a long time, but I just can't. At some point, his body's just got to be like. Bro, you have taken some punishment. Like, it's got to fail him at some point. You know what I mean? Don't get me wrong. Like, I think AP is a beast, and he's, you know, he's one of the best to ever do it. And I can't take that away from him. But, you know, at this point, he's that's what he is. He's a handcuff. He's a, he's a what, 34, almost 35, or maybe a 35-year-old running back already that, you know, you saw it last year. He was slowing down. He was slowed down last year. I mean, the year before he came into Washington, and he had a pretty good year, and then he, well, he had he was the guy, so he had numbers. But you know, what I mean, he definitely you could see it on tape that he's he's not the same AP he was, you know, three even three years ago. He's he's definitely to me it looks slower to me. It looks oh, like yeah, an older older you know. When I see AP running at people, I don't see the same like oh, sh- you know, oh snap, you better get out of this guy's way. He's gonna kill you. But you know. He he's still a now big dude. The the defense is now younger, stronger, faster. Yeah. I mean he you know, he did his thing in his prime. So, oh yeah. Yeah, I mean I'll be I'll be quick with AP. I'm I just talked that I'm not really high on drafting Geis, so I'm sure not gonna draft Geis's handcuff. So that's just how I feel. But that, I mean that's pretty much what he is. He's you know, if you're someone that's really, really high on Geist this year and he's somebody you gotta have because you're gonna get, you know, a decent value at an R B three for him, then yeah, I mean, slap up yeah, you AP, you know, with, AP if you do yeah, that. with one of those bottom, you know, those I'll call it the end of the drafts where everybody's kind of like itching there, you know, chugging their last sip of beer, throwing names up there, throw AP up there. No one else probably will. If you've got guys and, you know, you might hit a home run if, well, you know, we've seen that guys does go down. AP has been through his career overall pretty durable. So who knows? 
Yeah, he only had 100-yard game last year, but in 211 carries, 898 yards, so that's a 4.3 yards per carry average, and he had five touchdowns. So, like, you know, he was most of the uh, the lead back probably most of the year last year with Geis hurt, but if you would have given him Geis' numbers, he's probably going over 1,000 yards, which at his age is just unbelievable. <laughs> but yeah. uh, so – Bring up these other running backs, uh, Bryce Love, Peyton Barber, who they signed in free agency, and uh, Antonio Gibson, who they drafted, you know, later in the rounds. A lot, a guy who played slot receiver and got moved to quarterback, and yeah. now that he's in the NFL as a running back, you know, he, they, you know, Ron Rivera had compared him to Christian McCaffrey, <laughs> so. Everybody just started Eesh. going crazy when you know it's just <laughs> Riverboat Ron. People's heads are going Riverboat Ron's head, a nut. People's heads are going to explode when you hear CMC comparisons. But uh any of those guys drafted, do you guys you know think you're gonna take a shot on any of them? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> nope. I, just, yeah, I mean, like, don't we wrong? Like, I think honestly, if any of them has like uh, the ability to do something i i know you know antonio gibson he was like the you know the darling of of the you know late round guys you know there was a lot of fantasy and a lot of people talking about him as a guy who could come onto a team and catch a whole lot of balls and but this not that team you know i mean like they had chris thompson last year chris thompson wasn't really used all in the past game with with dwayne haskins you know back there i don't think dwayne haskins is much of a you know dump it off guy he's not he doesn't really seem to be that way in the nfl at all um so you know and jd mckissick is there and we know that jd mckissick is like a really really good running back out of the backfield so you know do i think you know gibson is gonna be better out there than than mckissick unless mckissick gets hurt i just don't see how he overtakes him why why draft you know why pick up jd mckissick if you have no intention of using him because everybody knows he's a pass catching back so if you have no intention of using him in that capacity, why, why even have him there? You know, I mean, you might as well just cut him now or cut him soon and let him do, you know, go somewhere where he has an actual some relevance. So, you know, other than you know, for me, JD McKissick, there's really not anybody. You know, if they, if they come back and say that Bryce Love is like legit healthy, then that'll be a guy that I'm interested late, late in the draft. But you know, it doesn't sound to me like he's going to be ready to go in the beginning of the season. So, if that's the case, then there's really nobody else on this team that I care about other than AP and Darius guys. Running back. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I mean, it, you know, they just, I think, set up a, an entire competition for what they're going to do in camp. You know, you got yeah. three guys in Love and Gibson and McKissick who are all more pass catchers out of the backfield. Then you got Barber, uh, AP, and Geis who are more, you know, the first and second down guys. They're going to be the thumpers. Uh, moving on to receiver. Uh, really only, I think one you can really bring up with any kind of confidence and that's scary. Terry, uh, Terry McLaurin is the 31st receiver off the board in PPR. Uh, you know, Terry McLaurin, what's your thoughts? I love me some scary Terry. I really, really like this kid. Um, like, and it, it's crazy. Cause the more I watch this kid actually play football, the more I really want to draft him. Like I was think I was saying it last week when we were talking about him, we brought him up like very briefly. And I remember saying something about like, I had him like 23. I think I have him like 19 now. Like he's just slowly moving up my board. I really like watching this kid play football. Like 
he can beat you deep. He can beat you intermediate. Like he, he gets open. And when he's open and catches the ball, he's gone. Like the dude has like a second step. That's just stupid. Like he, I like him a lot. I didn't think he was that good of a, uh, of a route runner until I actually watched him run routes in the past. You know, we've been on the, the quarantine at home. So I've been watching a lot of NFL network and, you know, like a lot of a sick amount. And I really like Terry. I, I, I think he's going to be, if there's going to be a breakout star on the Washington Redskins that people are going to be drafting really high next year, like in the top, you know, three, four rounds, I think it's going to be Terry McLaurin. I think Terry McLaurin has like a, a very, you know, a very high ceiling. And I really, really like this kid. Yeah, I agree. Um, I, you know, he, he had uh, some ups and some downs last year. He had a couple, you know, really big, big games. He had some other games where he just was flat out, did nothing, you know, a handful of them. But he uh, he definitely has big time potential. I like, uh, you know, at his, I think he's probably around 30. You know, it's probably where I'll have him. I may have him a tiny bit higher. I'm not going to be in the teens, but I may have him a tiny bit higher. But I think he's got great potential. Uh, I definitely would not be scared of drafting him. I think, you know, he definitely cracks a thousand this year, probably in that, maybe you know, 11, 1200. With you know nine touchdowns, eight nine touchdowns would you know definitely wouldn't surprise me. And if you're getting that out of a you know 29th, 30th ranked receiver, uh, I think that's good production. Um, it's really going to come down to Haskins. I mean, what kind of chemistry they have? You know, did how were they were how long were they at Ohio State together? Two, three years, two years. Uh, yeah, I, I want to say it was two years. Yeah, I was going to say, JT Barrett was in there a little yeah, bit, yeah. too, so, um, you know. Yeah, because I think Haskins was started there for two years before, you know, Barrett. They they were they were just awesome for a long, you know, for a couple of years there with a couple of different quarterbacks. So, I think they played together maybe one or two years. Yeah, but, we, you know, we'll, yeah, so we'll see what kind of chemistry they can pick up. And, uh, you know, he's definitely a wait and see, but I I, I love his, uh, his upside for sure. Real quick, I just want to add something in, Kev. So... So when I think of Terry McLaurin, uh, the wide receiver comparison that I actually it comes up in my head, and actually I think he's a better route runner than is Brandon Cooks. Like Brandon Cooks has that ability to get deep. You know what I mean? He beats you over the top, and he always tracks the ball real well. And if you watched Terry McLaurin last year, especially I know you guys watched that first game against the Eagles, how many times did he get you know get passes thrown up in the air where he was just like plucking it away yeah. from the defender? Like he up in the air – he is almost like almost like a Larry Fitzgerald type when you talk about plucking it out of the air. Like and he's really young. So to me, like, I'm not comparing him to Larry. Larry's Larry Legend. I'm not I'm staying away from that. But I'm just talking about like when the ball is in the air and he has to go attack it, you never see him like shying away from the ball. You'll see some receivers waiting for the ball to come or you know what I mean? Kind of like ready for the ball to get there. And that's not Terry McLaurin. Terry McLaurin is like give me that. Like, that's mine. <laughs> like yeah. he, he reminds me of like Larry, when you see that ball coming towards him, like he wants that ball. And, uh, you know, I, he's exciting to me. I, and Brandon cooks is like my, my fun comparison to him. Cause I think, you know, he runs really good routes and, you know, he can really beat you deep, but he, he really, you know, excels when it comes to like taking the ball away from defenders and, and things like that. And he's, he, I mean, he's not, they say he haven't listed at six foot, but I think he's probably like five eleven, maybe a little bit, you know, shorter than like six foot, but he's, I really, really like this kid. 
I'll say like for today's, I mean, Brandon Cooks maybe a few years back because Brandon Cooks obviously hasn't been a shell of himself with the injuries and stuff. But I'll say for more today's, more like a Tyler Lockett maybe. You know, Tyler Lockett's mm-hmm. really good route runner, really good deep ball guy. Mm-hmm. So definitely, you know, could see him in in, in that kind of uh, in that kind of category. Yep, and I would say Stefan Diggs, very similar height and weight. Uh, you know, great route, great route runners, and guys that also can get you know open deep. So if I had to put a put a a comparison on Terry McLaurin, I would definitely say Stefan Diggs. Um, anything else about the Redskins? I mean, this is pretty much it. Like you're basically like going, yeah, we were, we were reviewing. <laughs> I was we going to say, I, do, I, I was going to question whether you would draft them because I know that you yeah. are big on defensive lines, you know, in, in drafting fantasy defenses. Um, so, and, and they have a great one with Chase Young going into there with Kerrigan. And, yeah. They got a great offensive line. Montez you know, Sweat. They just got so line, much yeah. speed on the outside. It's, Yep. It is just crazy how much speed they have on the outside pass rush. Like, if you get to third down, and if you watch the, the Redskins last year, they were actually a really good defensive team. They just, you know, a lot of the games where they got blown out is because the offense couldn't do anything. Literally, the ball, the offense would go three and out, put the defense back on the field. Three and out, put the defense back on the field. Three and out, put the defense back on the field. Like, it happened over and over again. So if they have any resemblance of a, if a like, you know, an offense that can move the ball at all, uh, and keep it close to 50-50, as close as possible to 50-50 time split between the defense and offense on the field, I think this defense could be really good. You know what I mean? I, I like a lot of the pieces on this team. I think, you know, I think uh, Kevin Pierre-Lewis last year at, at linebacker position played really well for them. I think, you know, he was a surprise for them. I think John Bostic is a capable, you know, middle linebacker. Thomas Davis, you know, he might be, whatever, 30, what is he, 36, 37? But – He's still a capable linebacker. The dude is just super smart when it comes to playing football. You mean Ryan, like uh, Ryan Kerrigan? I was about to say Ryan Kerrigan, but Luke Keekley uh, has said it numerous times that his favorite player to, that he ever played with was Thomas Davis, just because how smart he is on the field. Like he he knew that Thomas was always going to be where he needed to be, and he didn't have to worry about what Tom, you know, what Davis was doing on the field. So you know they have competent linebackers. They have a really good front four. And, you know, I know they lost Quinton Dunbar last year. Yeah, but this is – to me, this is a defense that is still going to be good. You know, they still have Landon Collins, which he played okay last year. Kendall Fuller is, you know, on the team. I, I mean, I like him at safety. But I think they – you know, Ronald Darby, I'm not super excited about Ronald Darby because you guys know what Donald Darby was last year. That dude was <laughs> the bird you master. Have you can have him, Washington. Thank you. <laughs> He was looking forward to play. I'm looking forward to playing them twice a year with him on their team. Oh, uh, dude, yo, know, that game. Remember that game against the Falcons? He should have given up three deep touchdowns, like in almost consecutive plays. It was so crazy. The dude can't find the ball in the At air when all. deep balls. Nothing like he's lost out there. Yeah, it's it bad. Was, it, it was bad, but yeah, I mean, like the pieces that they have on this team, I really like. I think they're hurting at corner after losing Quentin Dunbar, but other than that. You know, I like I like all the other pieces. All right. Yeah, um, that's pretty much it. I mean, you know, going back to the Giants really quick, I will say that they're they uh, I brought it up when we did the schedule. Their schedule to start the season is really tough. Um, they start off the year with uh, Pittsburgh, Chicago, San Fran and the Rams. 
So to start off the year, you know, if you draft Saquon, you draft Ingram or any of those guys, it might be a slow start to, you know, their season. Whereas Washington, you get Philly, whose defense last year could be you know thrown upon easily. Um, you know, Arizona, who you can throw on them and you can their defense to me, you can do anything on them. (laughs) Yeah. It's going to be a question mark again, considering, you know, how fast they are on offense. Um, I do Darius Slay now, bro. He's going to cover the whole field. It's a wrap. I know, but (laughs) pretty excited about that. Yes. Um, so yeah, so just, just a couple little nuggets, you know, Washington's schedule is a little easier than, than the giants, uh, schedule going, you know, to start the season and, you know, it could be a tough one to start for for guys like Saquon and Daniel Jones and Evan Ingram and those receivers. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow, guys. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. All right. right. So we're going to do a podcast tomorrow. What do you guys think? You want to do that mock draft tomorrow? Yeah, let's do that. that All right. Fun. So before we before we get into the NFC North, we will get it. We'll do a mock draft where we're going to between the three of us take one team and we'll go round by round and debate each guy we want to draft at that point. So. Uh, should be a lot of fun. Uh, can't stuff. wait for tomorrow's podcast. Uh, so until then, peace out, guys. Later. Peace.